Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Welcome to season nine of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today to hear the freedom story of the person being interviewed and learn how they became more anchored to God and to his word. I pray that you would be able to glean something off of their story today, even if it isn't your individual story. God bless and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I am here today with a new friend that I met through the Spark Network. So Jennifer Eichenhorst, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Can you tell my listeners more about yourself? Yes, well, so I'm Jennifer, and I am a mom of four and a wife uh, to my husband, Chris, who is a uh, coach and we have been married for almost it'll be 21 years in September and we have four kids we are kind of all over the place so I have one in college one entering college one as a junior in high school and then we have the baby who is entering fourth grade so we are just everywhere yeah and uh, we were just talking I was just talking with Gina about how we have a small zoo at my house I am a uh, teacher trainer or instructional coach in Texas Mm -hmm. and that is my day job but when I am not teaching teachers to be their very best and pouring into them um, I also am a host of a podcast called Accidental Hope and now author. (laughs) Um, I'm a grad student. I mean, the list is long um, of who I am, but at the heart, I just love the Lord. And um, uh, now I have this, you know, ministry that we're going to kind of talk about here in a second. Mm -hmm. Wow. You are really, really busy. get a little crazy that's why hence the squirrel so stay with me um if you don't hear anything else just know I love the Lord that's the short version I love the Lord (laughs) he is good 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 to me Mm -hmm. and so faithful yeah oh he definitely is so let's talk about your freedom story oh goodness um when you sent me that question and I was thinking about my freedom there's so many places I could go to um but you know, the one that's most specific to or unique or the one that I'm walking right now is, am I walking it? I guess I'm walking, I'll always, it's lifelong, right? You're walking Mm -hmm. in freedom lifelong. But um, uh, in 2016, I I had um, a fatal car accident. And I just want to preface to anyone listening, if you have ever been 
or any family member has ever been hurt in a serious accident, I just want to first pause and just say um, my heart is for you and that this is a, a sensitive topic. And so mm -hmm. I just ask the Lord and the Holy Spirit to just cover it um, mm -hmm. because I don't take light any second ever of how much hurt and pain can be surrounding in this topic. Mm -hmm. um, so just, I just want to say that because it's so important, you know, and, um, but that is my story, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, that is my truth. Um, I had a, an accident that, that killed an innocent man, a father of three, a veteran to our country. And I, it's always on my heart. It's always at the forefront of everything. Um, but that is where my, my freedom story is also at because that was my greatest pain. And I think there's a, a scripture and probably a couple of scriptures um, about I found purpose through my pain, mm -hmm. you know, because if we just sit in the pain, it becomes daunting and heavy. But when mm -hmm. we truly hand it over to the Lord and we, uh, you know, are honest with it and we wrestle with it and we ask the Lord, how do you fit into this pain? It can become your ministry. It can become your purpose. It can be mm -hmm. part, not your identity. Um, I don't want to mistake that, but it can truly become something that the Lord will use. And, mm -hmm. and that is what has happened organically. Um, so um, my freedom story is that I was this wife, mama, and um, school teacher, and, and all those things. And then one day I was just um, overcome with the grief of causing pain to other people. Mm -hmm. And I um, had to wrestle with my faith. I had never been in a place that I questioned the Lord. And I had been through some stuff, you know, I had been through some journeys. I mean, my, my story is unique. I was not raised in a church. I found the Lord completely on my own. And that's a whole story. Um, uh, but I did at a young age, like I found the Lord at a young age, even though my parents were not religious. Um, mm -hmm. um, so that that's unique. And then, um, my daughters have a genetic disorder called Chiari malformation. So we had already been through brain surgeries and trusting the Lord with their medical needs. So um, married young, you know, so I have all these like little nuances of possible ministries of where I could serve God's people. Um, mm -hmm. I would have never chosen causing a fatal accident to be mm -hmm. my ministry, um, but, but that is it. And I'm going to, I am grateful to be given this task uh, or um, I don't want to say burden uh, my cross to bear I don't know what the right words are but um, but I care deeply for all people God has just expanded um, my heart to serve in that particular way and mm -hmm. people don't realize that that is a bondage if you have caused the death the death of someone or think you caused the death of someone, how deeply it injures your soul. It's called moral injury, where you're actually, your soul is wounded by hurting someone. And what's interesting, but not surprising, is the Lord addressed it. 
right? Mm -hmm. In the Bible with the cities of refuge and, mm -hmm. and all these different things. If you throw your ax and it happens to kill your fellow person, you know, like, and you didn't mean to kill them. Well, God addressed it. So it's mm -hmm. like, if God addressed it, then he was thinking of me. And mm -hmm. we all know how much that sets you free mm -hmm. when it's like, wait a minute, wait, my story, my, a part of my story is written in an example through one of the chapters of the Bible. Like mm -hmm. what? Like mm -hmm. he spoke to that in that scripture that was talking to me. Mm -hmm. And then you realize how much the Lord loves us. Um, mm -hmm. But um, that is kind of like, I guess the cliff notes version mm -hmm. of my journey. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Did I answer? <laughs> Did I answer that? How? Um, I was just thinking, like, there's so much of it that, um, but that is kind of like where my journey began. It began with a tragic accident. Uh, I guess mm -hmm. it didn't begin there, but this particular freedom, just coming back to the Lord of saying, "Hey, my identity is in Christ, and my mistake does not define me, and that the Lord." forgives all sins who come to him and that he will use all things for good for those who love him including someone like me a perpetrator like me someone who hurt somebody else like me and um, and that is sometimes hard to wrestle with too mm -hmm. you know um because i certainly would have never chose it um to be a part of my story right well, I'm so sorry that happened, but I thank you so much for um, being open and talking about it. In the aftermath of everything, how did you see God move? And even now, how do you see him continue to move from your story? I think um, the only thing that kept me going, um, because it was a real touch and go, like I went from no trouble with mental illness, um, no real struggle with anxiety besides some like typical day-to-day -day anxiety to mm -hmm. um, suffering suicidal ideation. Like I, I really believed I didn't deserve to live anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I became a completely different person. I was under the yoke of the enemy for a little mm -hmm. bit, just believing all the lies, all the voices, all the condemnation. I mean, you, you just... I mean, anything that you can imagine of walking through hell, I was mm -hmm. living it internally. I was right. literally stoning myself, beating myself mm -hmm. up, totally prepared to kneel and let someone hurt me because mm -hmm. uh, you feel like you deserve that. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you've ever thought, well, wonder what happens to people like this, we put ourselves through the most horrific condemnation and not all of us survive. Yeah. We don't. Um, and what's even more sad is that there's no resources. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this particular um, sin or shortfall is never going to be called out at the altar call, you know, mm -hmm. like, hey, you in the crowd, if you've experienced this come down, the Lord wants to tell you that you are forgiven and loved. Mm -hmm. This is never going to be mentioned you know and so I think what really sustained me because it was rough it was really rough mm -hmm. and I was secretly battling because I didn't want to hurt my own family mm -hmm. um, anymore but I was literally not imagining how I could continue in so much pain 
what's interesting is the Lord had, you know, like I said, I didn't, was not raised in a Christian home yet. I can still remember being a little girl at Sunday school class. So I'm probably nine or 10 mm -hmm. and I got candy. I don't know if it was Starburst, Skittle, <laughs> what bubble gum, whatever it was, I got to pick from a fishbowl. I don't remember what I picked that day, but it was for memorizing Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with your whole heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Mm -hmm. And that verse as a little bitty girl was put in my heart. And I remember just saying, Lord, how, 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 how could you ever get me back on the right path? Mm -hmm. Because I have literally taken the life of an innocent man and I have hurt three children who will never have the love of their daddy again on this side of earth. Mm -hmm. And then ask me to walk it the rest of my life, knowing that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the fact that he continued to just answer my deepest prayers, mm -hmm. like the deepest prayers that were only between me and him, mm -hmm. curled up on my bed, not wanting to get out of the covers, you know, my pillow soaked with tears, um, when I was refusing to eat, when I was refusing to talk, when I was refusing to get, go downstairs and face my family, mm -hmm. he was answering prayers mm -hmm. and that is what sustained me. Mm -hmm. Um, things that I think of as like miracles so I can be specific. Um, the state trooper that was in charge of my case, who mm -hmm. was the first one to receive me at the scene, mm -hmm. he is actually from my family's hometown which is a tiny tiny town in texas mm -hmm. okay so the one particular state trooper who happened to be on call that night happened to be from the same town where i i, I just knew as a child mm -hmm. and it was like just the strangest connection that gave me the most peace it was so mm -hmm. weird mm -hmm. um you know because uh, I was like, surely that can't, I mean, not that it helped my case. He still had to like, right. you know, and, and thankfully, you know, all, there was no criminal charges, but I had to go through all that. I had to go through just like anyone else I had to go through and I was prepared to surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was, I was going to serve the Lord faithfully, either at home with my family, trying to figure this all out mm -hmm. or serve him from prison. And I said, Lord, I surrender. I surrender mm -hmm. my life to you. And I had to take that as a, like a really, um, I mean, that's a big thing to say, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know what I mean? And <laughs> that was not easy to say. <laughs> and I, and I wrestled and I said it like, kind of like wincing as I said it, like, mm -hmm. Lord, I surrender to the, to your will of my life. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. And thankfully, thankfully, I did not have to go to prison, but I still had to realize that even if I didn't go to prison, I had to deal with some things, mm -hmm. the invisible prison, mm -hmm. right? So there's a physical prison, but if I didn't deal with some of the things in my, in my um, heart and mm -hmm. in, in my, in my faith walk, 
I was just going to live in an invisible prison. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so almost the physical prison is the easy way because, you know, you serve your time and then you're out and, you know, but you, you could carry that prison with you if mm -hmm. you don't get set free. Right. So, um, but he, so just that seat trooper, the, the chaplain on call that night um, for my accident happened to be a friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, so the, the, the county chaplain who I had worked with prior in education, who had sat with me in board meetings and sat with me in assemblies mm -hmm. and saw me serve children and me as a mom and wife mm -hmm. happened to be on call that night mm -hmm. okay um but i can even go deeper i mean the um the lord eventually answered my two deepest prayers mm -hmm. with both my neighbors the neighbor to my right happened to know the victim and the mm -hmm. victim's family and i was eventually able to talk so i wanted to know someone who knew david david's mm -hmm. the man who passed away i wanted to know so i because i couldn't reach out to the family i desperately wanted to know someone who knew david just so i could then ask for forgiveness to them mm -hmm. you know because you that is part of that cycle right. like i can i can ask for forgiveness to the person i hurt but he's in heaven and he's like peace out i'm in heaven yeah <laughs> he is not worried about um about me he is in the arms of jesus and he is there is no uh remorse there is no pain there mm -hmm. is not any regrets there is no condemnation because he's mm -hmm. right there at the side of jesus right mm -hmm. so he had no no um qualms with me maybe his children do but legally i was not able to uh to reach out to them mm -hmm. So a friend or someone who knew David was my next best thing. So I was praying, Lord, please just allow me to just meet someone. Mm -hmm. And God answered that with my neighbor. Mm -hmm. I had lived there for two years. Mm -hmm. So tell, I mean, so you know that the Lord had already ordained my steps. Mm -hmm. He had already put those things in motion. He had mm -hmm. already said, hey, Jen. Sorry. Okay. You know, pain's coming. But I know the prayers that are going to be on your heart. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put this in motion now. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's funny is even when I found that out and I discovered that he knew David, the Lord still gave me a choice. Like, are you, are you ready to confess that? I had mm -hmm. the choice to truly confess that to my neighbor before you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, because he had no idea that I was involved in the accident mm -hmm. and then months later my second deepest prayer that I said over and over Lord please please show me show me someone like myself so mm -hmm. I know that I'm not alone and I know that I'm going to make it because nobody talks about this this is something that's kept in secret Mm -hmm. No one, no one goes around and telling anyone else, Hey, I, I, I accidentally killed someone. This is not the testimony you share in Bible study. You, I mean, I can't make this stuff up, mm -hmm. but months later, the Lord 
revealed that the neighbor to my left, which is significant because I had this accident making a left-hand turn mm -hmm. and left-hand turns became very difficult for me. I had to really overcome the fear of making another left-hand turn, even though mm -hmm. I had done it for 20 years safely, mm -hmm. making a left-hand turn, which ironically is, I guess, the, the statistically um, most accidents happen with a left-hand turn. Mm -hmm. And um, because of just how the brain is and eyes and anyway, um, the Lord answered my prayer with my neighbor to my left. So the neighbor to my right knew David and was mm -hmm. actually a fellow veteran who served with him on at a veterans affairs, like officer and leagues and clubs and stuff. And the neighbor to my left had an, a tragic fatal accident 18 years prior. Mm -hmm. And so he had just honored the 18th year of this fatal accident. Uh, um, so that was in his accident was like in March. And when he was in his 40s, and now I'm looking at this man, he's almost in his 60s. And he sits me down and hands me a cup of coffee and begins to weep mm. about the accident that he he had and that he caused 18 years prior. Mm. And he also told me more than the weeping, it, it let me know that this is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. I was about to enter in, but the, the thing that rang louder is that he said, cling to your faith, mm -hmm. cling to the Lord. Mm -hmm. The first year is the hardest. And he mm -hmm. prayed over me. So that, that answer of Lord, how I, I remember I could not see to the end of the day. I would just be shocked each new day that I would wake up thinking, Oh my gosh, I, I lived another day mm -hmm. and, and because the pain was so great. Mm -hmm. And just, and then I remember thinking how in the world, I can't even imagine one year from the accident. Now I can't even imagine. And now I'm at five years and you know, it'll be six years in October. And I still think I'm in awe of it that I'm still here. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I remember just sitting in that place with that coffee in my hand, watching this man weep mm -hmm. and him saying, I just honored 18 years and thinking so much hope is in that, that I can clearly see it's painful. Mm -hmm. You don't just move on can clearly right. tell that this is painful, but yet there was still joy. I see him a functioning person. I see him in love with his wife and serving mm -hmm. his wife and um, saw him as a nice neighbor that helped my husband change a tire once before <laughs> I ever even knew his testimony. You know, uh -huh. I saw him as my friendly neighbor, I didn't see him as this accidental killer. And mm -hmm. the Lord revealed something to me in that, that I didn't need to wrap my identity in it either, mm -hmm. that I can still be your friendly math teacher. I can mm -hmm. still be a good mom of four mm -hmm. and a loving wife to my husband. I wasn't just this accidental killer. And, and I don't use that term often. I actually prefer the term caddy. So you might hear that we're actually trying to advocate to use this and it means causing accidental death or injury. Caddy, mm -hmm. C-A-D-I. 
-hmm. And so the Lord ordained these steps and he continued to do it. And there are literally countless of my deepest prayers that no one, including my husband or even my therapist, know. Mm -hmm. Just me and the Lord in the most intimate way. And he was leaving these little nuggets mm -hmm. of, I still got you. Mm -hmm. As hard as it is, I knew that this accident was coming. And, mm -hmm. and he has these little things in place that equip me. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, that made me mad too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's comforting to know that he had, these things equipped in me, but it also makes you wrestle with your faith again. Like, Lord, you knew this was coming. You had the power to stop it, mm -hmm. but you entrusted me with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, um, I don't, I don't take that for granted either, mm -hmm. um, but, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I think we can use that a lot of places in our, in our story, but if we truly surrender to him, um, that he's going to use it, mm -hmm. then the, it makes it worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, in the weirdest way, but right. But that scripture, right. That perseverance and that suffering mm -hmm. leads to character leads to us loving the Lord deeper or, well, we have the choice. Right. And yeah. And I choose that. I choose mm -hmm. that for sure. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Won't he do it? He will. He will. And he does. And he continues to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm in awe of um, the, this community of people where, um, as far as I know, I'm the only podcast in the world that discusses this topic. Mm -hmm. um, so I try to create a faith-based um, resource for people who are searching accident and fatality I mean you don't really do that engine search right until you're suddenly involved in it right yeah. and right. and you know in America alone there's at least we're estimating 40,000 a year who become caddies like myself mm -hmm. and that's not even including you know accidental drowning accidental shooting um, hunting accidents. Um, mm -hmm. Now with COVID, the numbers could skyrocket if you feel you accidentally got your loved one ill and they died mm -hmm. because you got them ill. Um, I mean, the the pain um, comes from the enemy, right. um, from this broken world. But you know, God does not want you to stay trapped. Um, or in shame. He wants to give you freedom to trust him in all things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Thank you so much again for sharing your story, for being willing to share it because a lot of people probably maybe wouldn't. And I thank you for leading the way. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is um, you did the red table talk mm -hmm. and in that episode, there were also other people that you had, um, come in contact with that had had the same general idea of things that had happened to them where they were caddies 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. Um, because I thought it was a really powerful way to be able to share your story and also to bring it back to faith and back to God, because there isn't a lot of that, especially on those types of conversations mm-hmm. there, you know, and on that specific platform, there's not really a lot of faith conversations and about how God brought you through and all that. So how it was such that an honor. Yeah. How did that come across? Well, they, they reached out to me and I mean, I am, I'm in Waco, Texas. I am a little mama with a little bitty social media following. I have zero, my, my background is education. This is totally the Lord. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I would have never in my wildest imaginations, um, imagine getting that invitation. And I want you to know that the producer's name is David. Mm. and his assistant's name was Hope, Mm -hmm. and now we've seen what's happened with the Will Smith family, um, where that one lapse of judgment does not define your entire life, Mm -hmm. and I walk in that, and I stand by that. I will tell you that you got to see, the world got to see 45 minutes of a three-hour conversation about faith. Mm-hmm. We talked, and the family was so, especially young Willow, mm-hmm. so curious about my faith and mm-hmm. trusting God and how I deal with my anxiety and how I've been just set free of a lot of what can become debilitating. I mean, imagine social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am constantly triggered if you want to think about it, because I deal with roads every day, right? You know, traffic accidents happen every day. I could have literally become so, um, trapped in that to where I would never come out of my home. And yet the Lord allowed me to go there and have this faith conversation, a deeply rich faith conversation with, um, Marianne um, is um, Jewish Mm -hmm. um, and she's a psychologist and, you know, but the rest of us there kept bringing up how we had to rely on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I am so honored. You know, I'm, I am a teacher uh, by heart Mm -hmm. and um, I work with struggling students Mm-hmm. And I want to go to the kids that think they can never do or love math. Those mm-hmm. are, that's my people. Uh-huh. That's what gets me excited. Yeah. And the fact that the Lord would put me on a, on an episode to where the, the audience, so to speak, don't really think like me. Right. You know, and those conversations that had been at that table don't really honor the Lord. Right. Right. And God allowed me to sit among it and pray over that table and touch it with my hands and weep over it and tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm so honored and grateful. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful, wonderful experience full mm-hmm. of love and compassion and seeking and truth. So I know seeds were planted. 
-hmm. And the only thing that I kind of, I want to say regret is the Lord before I went, gave me a vision of me praying over Jada. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, Lord, um, she's got security guards. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she did hug me. I mean, literally, I think Willow hugged me at least five times. Wow. And I'm just really grateful. But, Mm -hmm. um, but to be there, the whole experience was wonderful. We had this great conversation and I know that seeds were planted, but I kept, I saw this vision of me praying with Jada and, and I was like, Lord, how, how's that going to happen? You know, like I'm in a group. Well, after taping, I was starting to walk off and they're taking my headset and whatever. And Jada came up to me by herself. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I have just been taping for three hours. So I didn't see that this is the vision that God gave me. And um, I took, she gave me another hug and I took her hand. And instead I just told her how I'm just truly grateful for her. And that I, I, I'm, um, I just know that it was gonna touch a lot of people. And I just thanked her for the kindness mm-hmm. um, to be on the show. And then I get on the golf cart and they're taking me away. And I went, no, 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 no. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that was my moment. I was supposed to pray. And, and I didn't, I fell short on that. Anyway, I, I just said uh, that, that was like my moment where I was like, oh, you provided the time to have her, um, by myself and I was supposed to pray over her because she would have said yes Mm -hmm. she would have said yes and so I have as soon as I got to the to the little place where they take you uh, I was just like Lord I'm sorry oh you you provided it but I had got caught caught up so if I ever get to see her again I surely um, we'll do that, but, but yeah, but it was, it's just overall, just a wonderful experience. It really mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. And you know what, we all fall short and we all get wrapped up in our moment and, you know, it's just one of those things that happens. So, you know, well, the thing is, is I doubted the Lord. Yeah. I had already told him when he showed me that vision, I was like, Lord, I mean, she's going to have like an assistant that's probably going to block that. Um, she's going to have people and bodyguards and they're going to be like, um, that's weird. <laughs> I had already told him, no, mm-hmm. now I know that. Now I know that because I was like, oh, surely that won't happen. Mm-hmm. So I had, but so now going forward, the lesson is when the Lord gives you a vision, don't say no, just say, okay. Yeah. I'm looking for it. And, you know, but if I had been looking for it and not had already thought, oh, this is not going to happen. That was just a weird dream. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had said, hey, no, God gave me this vision and I'm looking for it. And I Mm had, I don't know, put a bracelet over me or something to be like, no, you're looking for that moment, you know, Mm -hmm. take it upon yourself to just, um, then things would have maybe been different. And, and you know what, in my heart, I feel like they, that prayer would have come back to them because even the things that I wanted to say, I wanted to just tell them that, that they would, I was going to pray that they would just keep seeking the Lord 
and that they would be curious and that, you know, any specifically to Jada, anything where there's a place of shame on her heart from her past mistakes, that God would heal her in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so then, you know, you see months later in this thing at the Oscars and my heart breaks because there's true love in that family. I may not mm -hmm. understand it. I may not agree with it. I may not, um, but we only see what the media tells us. Right. From what I, um, I'm pretty discerning. I think that's part of my spiritual gifts. Um, and uh, there's real love there and there's curiosity. There, there are faith conversations um, happening. And, you know, um, even like the tattoo on Willow's hand is a three for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I mean, we don't understand these things, but we've got to remember, even as Christians, like when we walk up to different people, like when I saw my neighbor, see them as God sees them. Mm -hmm. I didn't know his testimony. We never know the testimony that is hiding within us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I do believe that the Lord can um, use that if we say, hey, use this. Right. That's, what, that's basically what I said to the Lord. I said, Lord, this has to make sense. Otherwise, it's wasted. So use it. And mm -hmm. he has. And I'm really mm -hmm. grateful for that. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, wow. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story and just sharing about how God has completely, how he's redeemed and he continues to redeem your story and reminding us that healing is not one and done, mm -hmm. that it's a process. And there's parts of our story and our healing that'll be going on until we meet Jesus again. Right. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. So just two last questions for you. Um, you already talked about Proverbs three verses five and six. What other verses kept you anchored during the really hard times? Well, I'll tell you what didn't ex necessarily keep me anchored, but I wrestled with it's Romans five. So what I wrestled with uh, is about the suffering, you know, um, Romans five and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, mm -hmm. character and character, hope. Mm -hmm. And we usually stop right there, right? We stop right there. That's those famous sweet spots. We want to be like, right. Oh, you know, um, and I, like I said, I wrestled, I was anchored to it, but not because I was thinking of it like that was where I was going to find my healing. I was like, Lord, you need to prove this. How, again, how can you make this path straight? Right. How could this perseverance really make my character better? And that's not fair to me. And that's not fair to his innocent children. You know, um, really like surely there was another way. Like surely yeah. so I just wrestled. So when I was anchored to it, even though I was mad, you know, that human emotion, yeah, is still seeking him out and saying, show me, Lord, mm -hmm. show me that your word is true. Show me, show me, show me. And um, then you get to uh, Romans 5, 5, and it says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Mm -hmm. And there's another uh, version of that that says there's no shame. Mm-hmm. I can have hope, I can have hope 
about all that suffering that's going to happen because ultimately Christ, Christ Jesus will use it. There's no shame in it. I don't have to be shameful of the hope that he is going to use it someday. Right. Because if I'm thinking from a human perspective, how selfish does it sound to say this tragic accident that hurt innocent people will sometime, someday be used for the glory of God? Like if we're thinking from the human lens mm -hmm. and especially from my perspective, mm -hmm. now, if I was his child, if I was his daughter saying, hey, you know, at the death of my dad, I know God's going to use it. Mm -hmm. You're going to receive that a whole lot differently than I'm the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. I'm the perpetrator. I mean, that is it. I mean, as from the world's view, I own the responsibility that my actions hurt someone else. And the scripture was still read for me too. Mm -hmm. right. And to say, there's no shame in that hope. Where I fell short, God will still use it. Mm -hmm. And you can fill in your own blank. You know, that lapse in character, addiction to whatever, um, negative thoughts and you know whatever we're not trusting the lord in wherever our place of healing is mm -hmm. we're saying you know there's no shame in this mm -hmm. therefore we can we can share our burdens because there's no shame he's going to use it there's hope in that suffering Amen. yeah and and so when i say anchored it was more of a wrestling mm -hmm. but i was still tethered to it mm -hmm. and ironically because of five, five, that's when I released my book. I was like, okay, Lord, that's it. And what's even funnier about that is the day that my case closed was on May 5th, 2017. Mm -hmm. So it was just a five, five, mm -hmm. you know, and five is the number of grace. Um, mm. it, it, that, you know, the biblical meaning of five is grace. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, there's just layers of that um that i i just take to heart you know when you hear about just how he how he takes things like genesis 50 20 he takes things that are meant to destroy us and things that are meant to put us down for the last time he turns it into something that is going to help a lot of people. And I really believe, I truly believe, and that's why I asked you on the podcast that your story is going to help people. Hmm. Even if they have never been in your situation, they can still see the grace of our God. Hmm. And that's the most beautiful, that's the most beautiful thing we can show people. Amen. Amen. So, for so, sure. Oh, thank you again. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Yes, I'm so glad. Thank you. Absolutely. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm at Axonal Hope or um, on Instagram, Axonal Hope. Um, you can go to my website, axonalhope.com. Um, they can read the story if this touches you. You know, mm -hmm. if you're listening and you're like, wow, you know, you know, my best friend was taken in a car accident and that that man driving was drunk. Um, mm -hmm. you know, my, again, I go back to 
my heart is for you. Mm -hmm. my, heart, my heart is for you. Mm -hmm. That person who did that, who had that lapse in judgment will have to suffer that mm -hmm. and, and, and answer to that, right? Mm -hmm. So even though the Lord has given me grace and forgiveness, I still have to answer to my actions mm -hmm. when I face Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I pray that it has maybe um, just stirred your heart to forgiveness, whether that's forgiving someone else or forgiving um, yourself, mm -hmm. you know, uh, both, both, or just, ask, you know, accepting the Lord's forgiveness because his, his grace is sufficient. And he yes. absolutely, he doesn't just forgive. He forgets. He says, mm -hmm. Hey, look, I got this. I didn't ordain this, but I allowed it to happen and you can choose me. And every mm -hmm. day we can choose him. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I pray, you know, if they, if they're interested in listening or learning more about my journey, cause it is raw, it is a memoir and it is hard. It is a hard read. Um, you mm -hmm. can go to Amazon or where books are sold and read left turn life unimagined and all my information's in there also. Right. I will put links to all of that in the show notes and you guys go over and thank Jen for coming on today because my pleasure truly to have you on today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I pray that each of you will take something from this episode, that you will be challenged, that you will be encouraged in your walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review so that other people can find this and other people can listen to the stories of God's redemption. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.